This is Tall Boy Radio. Each week, your hosts, Beans, Gaz, and Andy, grab a beer and discuss whatever it is that's on our minds. We try to keep things uncomplicated. The premise for this podcast is as simple as we are. Not only can you listen to us at tallboyradio.com and on every podcast platform, you can also watch the video version on YouTube. Just search for Tall Boy Radio or click on the link on our website. If you have a story and want to feature on the show or just want to get in touch, drop us an email at mail at tallboyradio.com or leave us a comment on social media at Tallboy Radio on Twitter and Facebook and at Tallboy Radio Podcast on Instagram. Or you can leave us a message on the Anchor app, which we can play on the show. Right, the show is about to begin, so go grab yourself a cold one, kick back and enjoy. Welcome back to episode 103 of Tallboy Radio. We've had a little break for Christmas, as we mentioned, so for a little bit rusty, we apologise. Haven't recorded an episode now for four weeks, although you still be getting them regularly because we created a backlog just before so that we could enjoy a little bit of time off over the festive period. But we're back. We've got a load of guests planned and we've got a new guest for you tonight. But before we introduce them, let's go around the room, say hello to the regular hosts, see what it is that they're drinking and if they have any shout-outs for anybody yeah evening guys i'm really looking forward to this always great to have a guest on our podcast this evening i am drinking delirium which is 8.5 percent of pure goodness and just in case that goes i just have standard bottle of left so yeah all good tonight guys so that's it you're drinking andy's beers let's find out what andy's drinking (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm on an American style IPA tonight. Uh, I don't know if it's going to focus, but it's the one with my face on it, apparently. So I thought I'd give it a tipple. It's good. I've tried that before. It's a good night. I know. I feel like you guys have switched beers tonight. Yeah. Yeah. So the beers I'm drinking tonight are the ones that are very kindly donated by Stuart from Borderlands. So myself and Andy placed an order with Double Trouble. We might mention them a little bit later in the episode. And they sent, they kindly sent us some beer. So the first beer, I cracked it open before because I've got three to get through. I probably won't get through all of them, if I'm honest, but I might get into the third. So the first one I'm drinking is the Borderlands-esque blonde, obviously Esk being the river in which the town of Langham is located next to. And then, I, obviously, Andy, you tried these as well, didn't you? You've had these on the podcast. I've got the Taris IPA, and we questioned what was Taris. So I've done a little bit of research. I've had four weeks to get it done. And Taris is the valley in which the Langham village sits as well where the brewery is based and then finally the Reaver Red uh, which I think was the one you were your least favourite of the three wasn't it this one Andy possibly it was quite a while ago yeah (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm saving that one to to last on your say so and obviously Reaver is the trail which leads down from Scotland to England and runs through Langham apparently so that's where they get their names from just a couple of quick shout outs before we introduce our guest I want to say first of all happy fifth birthday to my daughter she is five the day after this episode drops. So happy birthday, Matilda. Happy birthday, Teddy, as I better know her. What you're doing listening to this podcast, I don't know. But again, that goes for the rest of you too. <laughs> and then just a couple of get well soons as well. So if you're saying happy birthday to little Teddy, we need to say a get well soon to big Teddy, who was struck down with a coronavirus over Christmas. But God bless him. He's had his, uh, is it Ivermectin? <laughs> he's telling me that he's got that he's got that sorted and he's, he, he actually doesn't feel too bad. And his whole family aren't too badly affected. And the two pub time guys as well, Brad and Ryan, both of those uh, unfortunately contracted oh. coronavirus. Well, yeah, Brad was quite poorly over over the Christmas period. Ryan got it afterwards, and 
is, is just getting better now. And, and Brian's dad as well, unfortunately, was affected and actually ended up hospitalised with that. But he's back out now, back on his feet and doing great. So that's wonderful to hear for you guys. Right then, that's all that out of the way. That's all the business done. Let's introduce our guest. I think we sort of trailed this one a little bit before. We probably mentioned it last episode. It's been a while since we recorded it now, but I think we did. So we're joined by Lou, and he obviously is going to talk to us about a pretty serious issue tonight. Do you want to say hello, dude? Hello, hi there. Cool. So yeah, so Lou, obviously, he's going to talk to us. You, you know, he got in contact with us via Instagram. He has an account called Men Have Lupus. And do you want to explain that a little bit to us and tell us a little bit about that and as to why that is an issue and, you know, where the name comes from? Yeah, with Men Have Lupus, it came from when I first got diagnosed. It was trying to reach out and figure out if there was any other men out there that was struggling with the same issues that I had because it was kind of trying to find, it was unheard of or when you talk to other people about men getting lupus and un able to find groups with men that could go and talk amongst each other without being, you know, feeling like they were being judged or looked down or for whatever reason. You know, you get that kind of, I don't know, with society looks on you in, in a social setting, kind of comes on, so sometimes you don't want to open up. And stigma, basically. So I decided I wanted to have a little space for people like that could come to and, and try to spread awareness that men can get a disease called lupus. Yeah, I'll be dead honest with you until, you know, when you contacted me, obviously I did a little bit of research because I, I probably come at it from a bit of a point of ignorance. If I'm, if I'm really, really honest, yeah. I didn't know too much about it. I, I, I literally thought it was just an uh, affliction of the skin. Uh-huh. I, uh, and then, you know, when I did the research, I was actually really quite surprised. But also, I you know, at this, roughly around about the same time as a lady who used to work for me. Uh, you know, I was speaking to her and it turns out that she, you know, she's just been diagnosed with lupus as well. And when I looked into it, like you say, there's a stigma attached to it because is it just one in 10 of people who have lupus are male? That's where they say the statistics are. Give me a whole second. When, what they go by is a lot of times, and I think a lot of it is mistesting or unawareness of it because you look at it was like between birth and 18, 50% of the cases are men from 60 to death. We're looking at another 50% cases of lupus are men, but from 19 to 59, it's only 10% of cases of men. Wow. So there's this huge segment out there, and they go out there, there's only 10% cases of men. So I feel there's a lot of them aren't aware of it or are not getting tested, and it's getting missed. Yeah, cause that's one of the things I read as well, that it's often not diagnosed, because is there a, is there a real test for it, you know, a test that categorically says? Um, yes, they have ANA panels, which is blood work they can do. Um, there's also, if you want to go a step further into it, which I had to press in to get mine finally, because I, with the blood work, it'll come up sometimes borderline. And if you're not flaring that time when you're in the doctor's office or depending on what's going on with, your, with it at that time, it may not show up. So trying to track it down even with an ANA panel can be a nightmare. And you can spend months, if not years, doing that in. A biopsy, it helps a lot quicker and faster on basically pinning down that there is a lupus in there. Or you can go to the extreme of doing a spinal tap. And it's really, it's a one-size-fits-all on that end if you're going that to that end of it. No, I mean, it was, I'm, my, my wife is a GP and is a doctor, so I've obviously asked her a little bit about about it and she said something similar is that it it, it it is quite uncommon in particularly middle-aged men and she said she doesn't see a lot of it at all and she actually you know obviously she said it, you know symptoms can range from pretty mild up to, all the way up to life-threatening i was like blimey i didn't really you know i didn't realize that i just thought it was a, a, a rash a reaction yeah um, you know soreness. just 
joint pain soreness and that yeah. sort of thing but actually you know you do a bit of reading and it's livers and heart and and uh, yeah. kidneys and and you know and you think crikey you know I, and and that's me married to a gp but being i'm sorry to say this quite ignorant about it really yeah it's unfortunate but it happens i mean i was the same way until i got really hit with it hard and it knocked me on my feet from i got all of a sudden hit with seizures out of the blue and right. in the fairs, you know and you don't I didn't correlate that with lupus at the time. Okay. So in terms of in terms of the symptoms that you have, then are you? I mean, sort of what, what symptoms do you experience, and for how long? Because I know that they can sort of come and go as such. Oh, but are yeah. there any that are are there any that are sort of more sort of prevalent or or, or more sort of noticeable than others? I have a my my case because there's never the similar issues with it makes it so hard to find it. You know, because it hits everyone so much different. Yeah. But I have a lot of issues with my kidneys. I suffer from organic brain disease, which is neuroatric psychiatric lupus, which is really not really talked about even in the community itself or discussed about where it, it affects a lot of my brain issues. So those are the main issues I struggle a lot with, with it. Wow. Affects on my life. Yeah, I think the more and more I read into it, I, the amount of symptoms, like you say, when you talk about the neurological yeah. side of it as well, like it can affect your emotions, mood swings, and that, and then like yeah. seizures. Uh, Actions sometimes in certain really severe cases. Wow. It can get really yeah. scary. Yeah, yeah, it, it can. And it, it really shocked me, to be honest with you. It really shocked me. And I think I read as well, is it's is an estimated 5 million people worldwide with lupus. And there is, am I right in saying there's no cure for it? It's just, no, it's, no. Uh, no. So, so it's, you can control the, the, the side effects and the effects of it by, by some medication I read. And obviously steroids to give you a little bit of extra energy. But obviously we know with steroids that there's a danger to taking too many yes. of those. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. In my case, I have ran out of actually treatment options. It was, you know, typically they use what they call immune suppressant drugs, which they use for like a lot of kidney patients yeah. to kill the immune system. And then, like you mentioned, too, the side effects on top of there are just can become horrifying. And there's a lot of other treatments to go to the extreme now are cytotoxins and can't that can produce cancers. Wow. There's still no guarantee of a cure on top of going down those routes of treatment. Wow. So in terms yeah. of, so you would you have lots of anti-inflammatory tablets? So, so joint pain and muscular pain sort of mm -hmm. um, med medicines as well. So you, I suppose you'd be taking quite a concoction of medicines just to try to deal with all of the different types of symptoms that you have. Yes. I mean, early on my, into my, Early on diagnosis, I was taking 60 pills a day. Wow. He was. He was. We got the base medications, and then, you, like you said, you go out from, you have kidney issues, so we have to treat the kidney issues, you know? And then you have liver issues. Well, let's treat some liver issues. And then you have GERD from the side effects, and it goes on and on. And, yeah, it, it, you feel like a pharmacist walking away some days. Oh, right, wow. yeah. You know, when you so in, in terms of sort of the... the, the the kidney then would it be dialysis or, or is, it, is it a yeah. problem with the, the, the kidney functioning so have you had dialysis then is that a treatment that you've had or no, that's my only option left i mean I, oh wow really yeah and then there's still chances i mean yes people do go on and get kidney replacement yeah but there's a chance that it could possibly even come back then at times even after oh. an organ replacement wow it's, yeah so in my case like i said i i'm terminal there's just i'm just let it run its course at the end of the day so but wow marijuana has a lot mm -hmm. i'm a big proponent on that end of it 
Yeah, and is is that is that uh, is that legal in Michigan now? Is is it for medical use or yes, and yeah. recreational? Yeah. Yeah, as a recreational mission. Yes, yes, yep, yep. And you do find that that helps quite a lot, then, do you? Yes, it's it's actually helped a lot. I think in in helping my kidneys really function as long as they have, and the pain just to be able to function normally around the house, do little things. You know, I still have my days, but instead of having to rely on oxycotton's and and that end of it to be able right. to go, you know, with marijuana, it's not as harsh and yes. Yeah. Wow. So, so in terms of sort of during the day, yes, you sort of kidney and issues. In terms of sort of joint pain, hand pain, are you able to sort of walk okay? Are you able to sort of grip things, hold things? Is is it literally a joint problem as well? Or uh, early on with mine, it was um, I was using a walker. I have necrosis in my hip, severe ne- joint issues. Uh, what is it? A uh, arthritis all throughout my spine. Wow. So, yeah. yeah, a lot of mobility issues. Yeah. Jeez. It can be very debilitating. And unfortunately, a lot of cases don't even qualify for disability. And is that because of the ignorance of either the insurance companies or the or the diagnosis from the the medical profession in terms of it being lupus? As I'm not qualifying, or just not getting? Yeah, you not qualifying. Yeah, it's just I think it's how how it's structurally written in the right. system and everything. You have yeah. to have two major organs to be life threatening. Right. And even okay. then, a lot of people. I've just talked to a guy recently where. He has to let go of his disability because he can't even afford to live on it and has yeah. to find a regular job. So there's no sense in him staying on disability if he can't support his own self and afford to live. And then he's going to let his lupus is just going to go back into remission and, and out of remission and he's going to go back into who knows what. And It's a dangerous circle, that one, isn't it? It is. It is really unfortunate. Uh, and are there, are there a lot of people sort of in that category then, I'm guessing? He won't be a one-off, will he? No, no, no. And then that's my major real drive where I started men have lupus was because of what I struggled with, you know, if of almost losing everything just because of a disease yeah. and just having, you know, someone shouldn't have to have that and struggle that hard while trying to deal with an illness in the end of the day. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. Absolutely. So just then obviously the, the world's been a little bit different over the last two years. How how's that affected you? How 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 have lockdowns and what have you? How how's that affected yourself? Me personally, I mean I've I guess I've gotten a grown used to it with trying to keep myself safe with my lupus and being, you know, isolate because of, you know, I was wearing a mask in 2014 because of the direct medication and not having an immune system. But as on the other end of it, though, you have people that are out there with a compromised immune system dealing with a virus now that can be even harder and deadlier on them. And there's vaccines. Yes, they're working. But with the medications and the, and the way lupus works, it is having a not a great effect. at right. keeping it. Yeah stuff like that so it makes it even harder for the others out there in a day-to-day struggle they have to you know can't have the you know luckiness of being able to do that right so so in terms of sort of you, you, you men have lupus is that like a worldwide thing have you had sort of guys from you mentioned australia that, that you speak to people in, uh, are, are they getting in touch with you is it just a an american sort of based sort of conversation or are, are, are you being touched by people from around all the world, world? yeah all worldwide yeah. all countries we have people in our group right we have a group online that we that guys go to and talk about their issues and stuff and discuss things but even even messaging and stuff too we've contacted and they've contacted us and talked and yeah, and that must be that must be quite humbling in a way, but also, you know, quite empowering that actually, you know, you've done something about it, you've put it out there, and and 
I suppose just to share the story and share the impact of this on people must yeah. be you must feel quite proud of that it's not so much for me I mean I guess I, at the end of the day I really just want to get up and being able to get in a situation like my, my project of wanting to get provide tiny homes for people that are in these kind of situations where they don't have to struggle like this anymore yeah. and get them the, the necessities they can live with in life even in other countries you know where we can open up a discussion to where they don't have to struggle like that someone shouldn't have to lose everything and almost be homeless and trying to deal with an illness and then trying to crawl back up is just it's devastating yeah. and then the stigma on top of it sometimes can even be harder yeah yeah, I mean, I know, you, I know, you sort of say, you know, it's not, it's not, you know, I get, you know, you don't think about it as being a proud thing, but it's the one thing that really stuck out to me when I read your story and I engaged with your website is when you read about it, you know, you didn't really know you had it, you got diagnosed with it, mm -hmm. and actually, the first thing then that you do, rather than focus on how it affects you, is thinking about other people who also need assistance, the people yeah. who may or may not be in a worse off position than you. And now, you know, for me, that that blew my mind. That that level of almost not 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 self aware, but actually to think actually that there are people out there that need assistance. I think if it was me, I would probably spend a long period of time focusing on myself and think, you know, probably dwelling on you know almost almost like a self pity kind of a thing. But to to to, to read your story, I find I find it that you know not only a great deal of pride that you should have on it, but actually I find it inspirational. I appreciate that. I mean, I just. I guess I think looking back, you know, before getting really taking the wind out of my sails with lupus, you know, coming off of a really hard back injury that I had went through a lot of hard life struggles and things like that in my life. And the, the Trucking Santa's program my wife ran did a lot of that. You know, we did a lot of that early on, too, where we would donate through policy facilities and give them Christmas. So wow. we've always kind of done that, you know, I guess. So I just don't like seeing other people having to deal with something that just just isn't something that shouldn't be such an easy hard thing to fix i think in life at times yeah. and, and, and it's hard when you see people struggling struggling almost through no fault of their own it's not yeah it's, it's not the decisions that they've made that have put them in that situation it's almost the hand that they've been dealt and and it, yeah. and it must be it, it's quite hard when you see whether it's friends family loved ones or people at the other end of a, a keyboard mm -hmm. in a different country sort of struggling with something that yeah actually it's through no fault of their own or no you know no poor decisions that they've made and, and they're struggling with this you know that that must be quite hard and and, and then there's a lot of this, the stigma on, that, on my end of it too has really drove me is i i uh, had a lot of problems with family members and and friends wanting to reject it and saying you know lupus you're faking it you're just you know you'll be fine with medication you're okay and and there's stories like that that just go on not talked about and people just are scared to come out about it or people yeah. that um haven't to this day brought up about their lupus to their own family because of what so why do you think there is a stigma then what 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 is it about lupus that you think is the stigma i think i think the fact that certain people think that they're being weak by opening up or right you know or they just yeah there's just a stigma that they if they're a man that they have to be this provider and strong and manly and i can't let this in you know and this yeah. isn't me and yeah and, and it's it, yeah okay and i get that and, and i get the fact that it's a maybe a gender issue in terms of you know yeah. i need to provide i'm the man of the house i need to go out and work and, and if i can't do that i'm yes. going to be seen as um weak or inferior or whatever it may be i mean it's absolute 
nonsense. No, it, it really is, unfortunately. Uh, and, and it's a shame that people can't talk about lupus, uh, along with a number of other issues, exactly. just and because they feel as though that they are yeah. a man and therefore they can't do that. It's a yeah. bit like a men mental health thing. You know, you look at mental health and, and there's a big issue now around with coronavirus and, mm -hmm. and lockdown and mental yeah. health. And yeah. you try and break down the barriers for males to talk about mental health. And actually, it's OK to say, yeah, I'm struggling a little bit. You know, exactly. I, I do need some help. And I yeah. suppose it's the same in the sort of lupus communities that the, the, the stigma is attached to it, I suppose. It really is. Yeah. To be able to just finally go like, you know, hey, it's okay. Throw your hands up and cry or let it go or yeah. reach out for help or I need help or, you know, for other reasons. Like I said, in my case, the reaction I got was so bad. I, I can understand why some after that don't want to come out or yeah. they've seen things, you know, or for whatever reasons they have in their life. There's people that are scared to come out because they're going to get lay labeled and they might lose their jobs over it or yeah, I just, it's unreal. Some of the stuff you come across and, it's not right. So, so, so your, so your site in terms of, are, are you looking at sort of practical steps? Is there a, is there a charity element in which people can donate and, and yeah. help help others out? You know. Yeah. Yes. Yes. We have a link at our site at manhandlupus.org, and actually we're in the process of looking at purchasing a property in the states, and we're eyeballing Maine just because it'd be close to like John Hopkins and the other hospitals that they can get yeah, treatment, yeah, yeah. and putting up a tiny house community. For people that are waiting on diagnosis and disability and i finally just we've had to talk long and hard about it because of people that have just the average person gets 1200 a month on disability average is what the rates were last year so trying to survive on something like that out of the blue when with kids yeah. when the average person lives paycheck to paycheck you know to nothing of your own so anyways go on but we're gonna have a tiny home place where they can come get on their feet we'll have greenhouses be sustainable place where we can get them help and get them in the right direction and get them on a path where they can get healed or you know a treatment options and yeah. and if they want to decide to go in a different work area they can get retrained well i i, I mean i'll raise and my glass to you and salute you because yeah. that that sounds like an absolutely phenomenal thing that you're doing and and I tip my hat to you, sir. You. That that's a very altruistic, very selfless act that you're trying to do. So I absolutely tip my hat to you, sir. I appreciate it. Yeah, that that is an that is an incredible story there. That you, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think the the real thing that we have to look at is a crying shame that it takes someone like yourself to do that in the first place. That, you know, there, there's no proviso there for it. But fair yeah. play to you for doing it when there's nothing else there. Yeah, you know. Yeah. System that need to be fixed, and I just want to step up and try to fix those myself, and try to help ones like myself, and yeah. not see it happen. And, and it starts with the raising awareness. You know, it's the raising yeah. of the awareness. It's then once you raise the awareness, it's then trying to break down the barrier of the stigma attached to it. And once you get through that, mm -hmm. then I suppose it's it's the practical steps that that you can then put in place and the, and go you know being brave enough to go to your doctors and getting the diagnosis and yeah. and and making people aware that actually yes this is an issue yeah. the problem i think that, that you have initially and hopefully you're breaking through that is actually is men saying yes i think i have this and actually being brave enough to say they think they have this and go to the doctor and say they think they have this start asking the right questions and get on top of their health on it mainly is the main yeah. thing Mm, it's yeah. mean, you know, a doctor visits $45 or whatever it may be, wherever you're at, versus hundreds of thousands of dollars in an ER trying to figure out or hospitals yeah. stay and watching everything just disappear because 
Yeah. Of something you hopefully, you know, if your family, ask your family if they may have lupus in them or things like that. So you can actually know what to look for in the signs and maybe push for an ADA test to catch it earlier. So yeah. it can't catch you off guard. Yeah. You know, excuse my ignorance. So is it a hereditary thing? Is it something that runs in the family? Yeah. Yeah, it can run families. It can either run families. Um, there's otherwise environmental, like uh, super super fun. super fun sites. Very, you know, those kinds of areas. Higher environmental or um, environmental environmental factors too. Right. And medical too. Like there's certain medications out there that can cause it, but they yeah, can. Yeah, I read that. So, 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 it can, so it can be environmental then. So it can be yeah. things that so might be in the communities that you live or in the atmosphere yeah. or various yeah, exactly. things you live like a very highly polluted area and those kinds of things can either trigger wow. on the yes yes because i just again it's my ignorance i just thought it was a an autoimmune inward yeah, thing and yeah. it's either in your genes or it's in you and I, I i genuinely never thought it could be yeah whether it be dormant or something whatever you know these things yeah. things all of a sudden trigger the body there's been done cases of people in accidents all of a sudden it just you know, whether it's dormant or whatever it may be, is you know, there's wow. military. A lot of military have come out after the anthrax vaccinations and in Agent Orange issues too, with oh, wow. diagnosis of lupus or trying to even get. I'm dealing with a guy that he goes back and forth on it. So, so is there anything in terms of so the environmental? Has there been any work in terms of what it is in the environments that triggers a, a lupus no. reaction or not? Not no. Because that would be really interesting. It would be. What would be, is yeah. it that actually triggers that lupus reaction? Yeah. And then you start to deal with trying to break those things down. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, what have we introduced around the environment that maybe have caused more cases possibly? You know, it's it's there's a lot of things to look at out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I mean, yeah. I, I'm blown away just by, <laughs> in terms of, A, I suppose, the number of people that you know that you think, actually, that, that could be them. You know, yeah. some of the symptoms you think, crikey, you know, like you need to go and get it checked, I suppose. Charles Kuralt went his whole life getting, trying to figure out things wrong with him until after he died and he did an autopsy, figure out he had lupus. Wow. But he was in and out of doctor's office with weird symptoms they could never pinpoint. Yeah. People being called hypochondriacs. And, 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 that, and, that, and that's, I suppose, again, goes back to the stigma bit, which is, you know, family members or friends saying, oh, yeah. no, come on, you're fine. Just, just get exactly. on. You've just got to. Yeah. Yep. You know, and it's that type of conversation, it isn't it? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You'll shake it off. You'll be fine. Yep. Yep. Up, up until the day where you get liver failure or kidney failure, and then you yep. go to A&E, and, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, crikey, you know, you've been suffering this for years. Exactly. 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 That's incredible. Wow. incredible. Yeah, I was also reading as well, it, it affects your diet as well, the things that you can and can't eat. You know, there's there's things in your diet that once you have it can, can trigger flare-ups, things like saturated fats, fried foods, Whole milk, cheese, and some butters, and there was another one which I, I can't read my garlic, writing, unfortunately. Garlic, I'm thinking right, yeah, yeah, garlic yeah, right. can when they'll trigger flares. Wow, what's that? Echinacea. 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 Yeah, that might be. Yeah. That, might, that might be what I can't read in my appalling handwriting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so when, so when you do get a, a, a sort of flare up, then how 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 long does that? last if you excuse my ignorance is it is it a couple of days is it is it a week is it is it prolonged it varies, it varies. Last year. It yeah. last year. you know it comes and goes yeah it's you know it's the flares is basically a disease kicking back up and saying yeah. hi basically I, and i suppose the nature of the illness in terms of the, the anti the anti-immune thing an autoimmune thing is actually you then struggle to deal with that and therefore it, it probably is prolonged because you can't deal with it yeah 
No, no. And, you know, did, was that something you had to plan for then around your day, around the energy levels? And something you had to think about? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, I get nerves. And, and I got, I got, was just dealing with, you know, when I first got diagnosed, closing off, you know, and, and being isolated. Yeah, it's just stress. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, I just try to take it easy day to day and plan slowly. Like, I'll clean a room a day and then take it off. Well, you've already done one thing more than me, then. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can only spend so long inside of a house and not do anything. You know? Yeah, and that's true. Kind of do go true. off the walls a little bit, so. That's that's very true. So, like I say, you have, what we'll do as well, we always do a blog post about each episode that we do, share a little bit of information, inside information, just a very short blog post. And we'll stick a link to your website on that. And if we can figure out how to do it, if remember how to do it, if not, I'll give our pal Dave a bell. And we'll stick a link to your website on our homepage as well so that people cool. can find it. Awesome. Very awesome. Very yeah. awesome. So, so tell us about some of the ways then that you're raising money and you're, you know, as well as raising awareness and, and being a support group for people there. Tell us about, you know, some of the things you're doing to raise money then for this charity. Currently, we're doing an online, is right, honey, campaign on, on, it's which you can find the links on our website. And then we are always on Instagram and Twitter. And then we have a Facebook group that is private group where men are. Um, we do a lot of work actually behind the scenes. My wife always, always help people try to locate. Because the biggest, hardest issues, too, is trying to track down a good rheumatologist and doctors just to get diagnosed and getting tests ordered can become a nightmare, especially when you're dealing with something that you just knew and, and everything else comes with it. Right. Yeah. All right. So you, you know, obviously you'll be aware of the ones in the Michigan area. Yeah. Is it something, is it something you don't have to make yourself aware of in, in other areas for dealing with yeah. people? That oh, you... yeah. She, yeah. We mainly, no, no, she's, she's pretty well aware of the system and stuff and usually has a lot of um, help finding the right place to get them into and help them because like in living in Montana, there's only one rheumatologist available, and it's a year-long wait. Oh, wow. wow. And these are the type of doctors that do this type of test. And a lot of doctors actually send us men. So, and a lot of doctors will send us men, and we'll help find other doctors that maybe will help get them in and treat them and, and find ways yeah. to. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Can, can I just give a shout-out to the, to, to the lady that's probably sitting or standing to your left? Yeah. Yeah. She she yeah. she sounds like a fantastic lady. She sounds yeah. like a fantastic lady. Yeah. So yeah. can I Heather, just give a shout Heather, out to her? Heather, well, my wife, yeah, she ran Trekking Santa. She's the driving force behind this because of my organic brain disease. Yeah. She does most of the campaigning and all the emailing well, and everything else in the well, running of when, when when I said earlier I would tip my hat to you, sir, I will also tip <laughs> my hat and raise a glass to, to your good lady because she sounds like a fantastic lady. So fair fair play to you both. She, she deserves a lot of credit. That's yeah, she does a lot behind the scenes that doesn't get talked about. I, I I'm I'm sure she doesn't. She 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 sounds like a fantastic lady. <laughs> I got lucky. So I got very lucky. It certainly sounds like you did. Well, like I said, we've we've got we've got listeners in I think it's thirty nine of the fifty states out there. The, the USA is our third. No, is our second highest listener yeah, base. You know, yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah. You know, it's about about a third of our listeners are based in the states. So hopefully, if it gets the message out to one person yeah. out there, yeah. you know, even you know, we're, we're in yeah. forty two countries now. We've added Vietnam today. So, uh, well, yeah. I was going to do the Robin Williams "Good Morning Vietnam" bit, but I thought no, I'll leave that because I'm sure <laughs> Adam is going to do that. So, <laughs> so yeah, if if anybody out there is suffering with any of these things and you know or you've been diagnosed and you don't know who to talk to well guess what if you listen to this you do now get in touch with menhavelupus.org and they'll point you in the right direction so one of the things i read that you were doing as well it's like a challenge where you give is it someone a sentence in a foreign language and if they need to translate yeah. it then you 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 have to donate 
Yep. What was that, honey? Donate. Language, language challenge. Yes, if you can yeah. figure it. Yep, you have to donate ten dollars. There you go. I think that's something we can partake in together. And Andy, I'm we, sure, we could do I'm that. I'm sure we can do that. Yeah? Absolutely. Yeah. You up for that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah, I, you know our linguistic skills are. We we barely speak English, you know. We're oh, <laughs> yeah. guaranteed to make ten dollars out of each other. Yeah, we're we're definitely up for that. That sounds good, then. So as well, so I, I was reading up. So National Lupus Day is the tenth of May. Is that is that something you do anything for specifically, or anything that perhaps we over here could do something for? That's only in the states. What's this worldwide? Um, worldwide is October. Worldwide is actually October. Oh, okay, okay, okay. There you go. So well, that gives us a little bit of time to organise something, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, yeah, by and, and, uh, go ahead. We, we we'll try and do something Tallboy Radio wise because we're always up for sort of good causes and trying to sort of raise awareness and stuff. So we, we'll put our heads together. We'll try and cool. we'll, yeah. we'll try and think of something that we can do that that will help you, you guys and 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 sort of raising the awareness of lupus and all that. So yeah, we'll, we'll try and do something. Yeah, we're always up for ideas and. Always welcome to work with anyone. So, anything great, yeah, great stuff. Yeah, we like I say we we we've we've got we've got an event planned at some point this year where we're trying to raise some money for, for disability darts. Uh, if you listen back to some of the previous episodes, you'll know why. And obviously, myself and Gaz went to the the, the World Cup for just disability darts. So, whether it's something that we could time with that or we did separately, I don't know because we don't have a set date yeah. for that yet. But I do think I do think you know like like we always say when we hear stories like this, we we always think. Uh, yeah. We, we we could go about our day uh, and then just carry on and move on to the next episode but there's a little bit of things like this that stay with you isn't there and we, we'd like you know we don't know what it would be or if you any if you guys have any ideas or something that we could do then drop us an email well, we'd like to contribute in some way wouldn't we yeah absolutely and and it's strange because now that we understand a little bit more about lupus it's actually going to be wrong even more ignorant of us if we don't do anything if that makes sense because yeah. previously we were just ignorant but whereas now we have the information we have the facts if we therefore don't do anything based on that that actually puts us in an even poorer light so there, there are there, there's a little bit of movement ad and i haven't spoken to you about this in terms of the radway and the disability darts i think they've got a bit of funding so they're looking at you know toilet facilities and this that and the other so but yeah my, my man is on it sort of thing but yeah it, it it would be wrong of us now that we have had this podcast and you've been great in, in, in explaining some of the issues and some of the barriers that, that we need to break down it probably would be wrong of us to not do anything about it so we, we we will definitely look at trying to do something later on in the year maybe and and obviously we would be more than happy to have you back on and talk about yeah. what we've done and what we haven't done and this that and the other so that that would be fantastic yeah. um but yeah we, we can do that yeah That's definitely great. Sounds yeah. awesome. I say we built if we build it in around the international, I like say October gives us a little bit more time to get some yeah. Yeah, exactly. guys. Yeah, it's not so hard up. Yeah. Yeah. Privately yeah. I have my own little funding. I'm trying to work on a lupus awareness truck too. So Oh wow. So, okay. I'm on like, the truck scene with that too. So maybe hope to get a, more of awareness in that aspect of it too, in that end of it where it's not getting into the normal general public's eye. So Right. I guess I guess this is as well a challenge that not just yourself but a lot of people will face at the moment. That literally, when it comes to health matters at the moment, there's literally one thing that anybody's talking about. There's one thing in the press. There's one thing on social media. There's one thing in everybody's lips, and obviously that's sort of coronavirus and what have you. So getting the attention to that is probably a little bit harder right now. I would imagine. It, 
Yeah, it is. It really is. And I, and I get it and I understand it, you know, and, and it, it turns a lot of people's lives upside down. And it's, you know, I can kind of compare it to when you get nailed with something of this nature, but it's not going to go away. There's no, there's no, I can put on a mask and avoid this. This is not a, I got steps to avoid something like this in my life and, and not hit financial ruin or end up in the hospital and, and struggle with stuff that, you know, possibly I could have tried to caught, but at the end of the day, it still could have been there. And I guess, I guess it's one thing we take a little bit for granted in this country as well, because our medical system currently is sort of free at the point of entry. You know, obviously mm-hmm. we pay for it with tax yeah. and what have you, yeah. you know, so, you know, there's a degree of paying for it, but it's free at the point of entry. If you yeah. are ill, you turn up, there's, there's no worrying about how you're going to pay for this or whether insurance is going to cover cover it. You know, it's it's there. You know, you're going to get the best treatment that is available to you. And again, you know, I think things like this have been a little bit affected. Things are on the back burner while they're focusing on other matters. There's a lot mm-hmm. of personnel taken up by what what's going on at the moment in the UK and America and worldwide. But you know, I think we we don't we don't. I guess we're great. We should be grateful, shouldn't we? That, that we don't have to think about it like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because in my end, I mean, struggling just to get in to see doctors and get medication covers is, is a nightmare mm-hmm. and getting yeah. denied through insurance companies or other ways, you know, is, it's just not right you, and, uh, in that aspect of it. Yeah. I mean, this, this is one thing when I was, like I say, I mentioned at the start, our pal, Big Titty of the Titty and Shana show out of uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, obviously, like I say, he's got, you got COVID, he's had it over Christmas and, and he, then obviously he said, you know, he He'd got the ivermectin, but he didn't know whether the insurance company was going to pay for it. So, so he's he's waiting for a bill, and I don't know how much how much of a course it is. But it's, it's again, he's talking just four hundred dollars for that. And he yeah. said, you know, do you know what? I'm in a fortunate position; I can pay for it. And if that's what's needed, if it's cost me four hundred dollars, and I'm I'm so much better for having it, then that's great. And you know, he's fortunate that perhaps he's in that position. But yeah, it, it terrifies me. It terrifies me that there's going to be people out there, like you say, that become homeless because of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, you're either yeah, struggling to either pay your medical bills or you're struggling to put food on the table. And, you know, like when I it was just even getting diagnosed, I had a three year wait for disability. And in between that time frame, being a male at my my age and in, in group and area in the States, at least, I don't qualify for the food stamps or the other assistance programs. So if I didn't have a roof over my head, I would have been homeless. There would have been no fans or butts about it. Wow. Yeah. Oh, and that's such a shame isn't it that uh, again i go back to what i said 20 minutes ago half an hour ago that it's a shame that people have to suffer for yeah de- decisions that they haven't made it's it's something that, that it's an illness that they have and and it, it impacts their their ability to provide or their ability to live i suppose if you know mm-hmm. that that that's the issue and and, and and it is quite sad when you think about it like that yeah and one one of the things that hit home as well when you talk about expense was on your website. It said, you know, it's cheaper to eat crap than it is to eat healthy. And obviously, yeah. you know, you have to eat healthy. And you know, and I sort of broke that down. And I did think about that. When you actually walk around the supermarkets to pick up something that's just high in saturated fats, full of dairy, it's full of cheese. You can pick them up cheap as chips, you know, for less than a pound here. But when you actually start picking up health food and stuff that doesn't contain all of this stuff, yeah. it's going to set you back a pretty penny exactly yep yep and it can be a struggle yeah and 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 unfortunately as well in the way and i think we, we talked about it a couple of episodes ago didn't we gather the way that life is structured you know you are sort of you, you're very time precious 
You're very yeah. time precious. You you yeah. value what time you get left. So things like that, you will pick it up. And you, our diets, oh, certainly, I know my diet. Anyway, as we discussed in the previous episode, <laughs> is is you know, it's, it's they're not yeah. the best, and it's something that you have to work hard at. Yeah. He says he says sat here with a, a nice glass of IPA in his hand. You know, that we that you really have to think about. And I suppose it you know puts in into the forefront of your mind just. Yeah, and you mentioned a minute ago how privileged we are in a way to have the NHS and to have the the the, the system that yes, and we pay for it through taxes, but it provides yes. for us in as much as if we do get diagnosed with a with a, a, an illness that actually we we still know that we can get the treatment and we can yeah. have the treatment, and it's not really going to affect you know our house, our living, because we pay for that through our taxes. So it must be. Mm-hmm. And look, different countries have different right. sort of, um, health systems and health structures and this, that and the other. And, you know, lots of people will take out medical insurance and all of that. But yes. for, for those people that can't afford, A, the medical insurance and B, actually the cost of the, mm-hmm. the, the medication, that, that that's quite that's quite a serious issue. Yeah. yeah. And even and even in the UK now as well, like I say, due to everything that's going on, the actual weight to actually get seen for these things is increased. I certainly, you know, I certainly know my, my mum just had to have a, a hip replacement operation and the weight for that was ridiculous. She just said, I cannot live with this pain, you know, so yeah. she's fortunate, yeah. you know, that she, she's managed to go private and get it sorted out. But yeah, it blows my mind really when you, we think about it, that we that we take it for granted that it's only when you hit yeah. a bump in the road like this that, yeah. you, you know, you start to think about your health and, and the cost that you have. It's, it's something that I think I probably take a little bit too for granted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So just to give a shout out as well, one of the things, other things you mentioned on your website is if there's any companies out there that are looking to sponsor or looking to get involved with anything that you've heard today that you want to get involved with, we don't really know who, you know, this is the thing about a podcast, we do it and it's a blind mm-hmm. audience. We see the you know the tally of the figures and hopefully it goes up as up as when people listen to it. But we don't really know who any of those people are unless they take the time to engage with us. And some people do, some people don't. Some people just listen to it on the way to work. But if you are working for a company, if you can get involved, then please get in touch with menhavelupus.org and anything that you can do to help. If you are a business that wants to sponsor, or you, you if you can do that, the prefabricated stuff that in, in this area remain that they want to do. If it's something you can help with, please, please, please get in touch. And, and we'd love. To, like I say, we'd love to get you back on again at some point in the future, and hopefully here you're a bit further down that journey that you know yeah. where you where you are. Because yeah. yeah, it's it's like I say, it's a great story. It's it's sad that it has to happen this way in the first place yeah. that that proviso isn't there to, to get it done. Yeah. But like like yeah. I said, I was struggling to get the word out, but guys used it there, and it triggered it triggered a man of altruism, and and it is a, it's a, yeah. a fabulous case of altruism that, that, that we've heard here tonight, and, and we can only thank you for you know, enough for giving up your time to come and talk about it. Did you any of you guys have any other questions then for uh, for Lou while he's here? Not not questions, just again an admiration for what you've gone through. For the, for the journey that you've had from trying to get a diagnosis up to getting a diagnosis and and again I tip my my hat to you in terms of the work that you're trying to do to continue raising the awareness and making it much easier for people that perhaps have are in your shoes that might not have the awareness so for me it's been eye-opening it's it's been humbling in a way just just to hear the the, the the good work that you're doing so again i doff my cap to, to you and say well done sir well done madam 
it's the lady that's standing and sitting to your left and can keep keep doing what you're doing because we'll try to raise the awareness and we'll try to continue to talk about those things so well done to you and, and fingers crossed um, and all the things that you continue to try to do pay off thank you thank you and the, the other shout out that we can do as well actually if you are listening to this and you want some help with your social media that is what your good lady wife does isn't it that's that that was yes, uh, yeah yep. Yep, that's a little bread and butter too on the side she does too, on top of everything. Ah, that's, that, that's cool. That is cool. And, and this, this is a changing world that old folks like us aren't quite used to the yeah. social media management kind of stuff, but yeah. It's kind of teeth back in the days when it first popped up, so yeah. yeah. Fair play, fair play. What about yourself, Andrew? Did you have any questions? Uh, no, I think you guys have answered everything. <laughs> yeah. And that's in a word. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's not that unusual, though, is it? <laughs> no, that's a yeah, typical episode, it, Randy. <laughs> my camera's not frozen. I am here, <laughs> but no, it's it's, well, it's an incredible story. Um, I think that's that's one benefit of social media is that you can spread yeah. the word and reach all four corners of the world, and not everyone's alone. Exactly. So hopefully, it gets hopefully more people spread the word and all that sort of yeah, stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, amen to that. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. Like Andy says, social media it's got its knockers but at the same you know but at the same time there is a lot of positives that come out of it and and this is one of the things that we've talked about when we've done the podcast is it's stories like this that we perhaps would have been unaware that you the danger is you you know when you're flicking through that you could miss but we we've met some wonderful people we've heard some wonderful stories just from doing this podcast and it's the reason why we love doing it so much is to hear those stories and we look forward to having you on again at some point in the future we look forward from hearing you from you very very soon about sharing the old foreign language challenge for sure and we'll we'll share that out on social media as well. Right, they're in your Instagram box. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Are they? Okay. 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 Uh, Gaz has got a beautiful grasp of the French language, haven't you? Did you want to share that? Je voudrais une bouteille de limonade, <laughs> <laughs> which means I would like a bottle of lemonade. <laughs> you would like a bottle of lemonade. Yeah. Yep. You got it. <laughs> you got it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So, so if that is the message there, then Gaz is nailed on. Nailed on. <laughs> if that's in the inbox now on Instagram, then I'm absolutely your man for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I suspect it won't be. No, I suspect no. it won't. Cool. So, I think we're bringing this episode to a close now. We're, get, we're getting up to round about the hour mark. So, thank you, Lou. Thank you very much for coming on and sharing your story. Uh, have you got any final messages, any final words that, any, you know, that you really want to sort of get out there for people to, to get involved and hit home with them? Um, just, just don't give up and get your A&A panel and ask questions and come to your medical. Oh, that's good. That, that That's solid advice that is. And I guess that is the message for the people out there. If there is people out there who are listening to this, if you aren't well and have quite, you know, and have questions, and, you know, maybe thinking that this could apply to them. Ask ask yeah. those questions. Keep plugging away and, and, and stay strong. And like we said earlier, if it turns out that it is lupus that you're affected with, at least now you know where to go. So that's, you know, that's the one strong positive that we can take from this. So then, so we're going to close out. We're going to say, say thank you to Lou for joining us. Any final thoughts from yourself, Gaz or Andy? Been, been, I've really enjoyed this episode. Very enlightening, very humbling I look forward to seeing perhaps meeting up with Lou later on in the year and talking a little bit more about how further he is down the path. Yes. But yeah, for me, again, absolutely, sir. Thank yeah. you very much. 
No problem. Thank you very much. Thank you. Cool. Andy? Uh, yeah, it was a good eye-opening sort of episode. I mean, I think I, I said most of it in my last sentence, but um, <laughs> yeah, good luck with everything. And I hope, like I say, you're getting further down the line and more people are reached and helped and diagnosed and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, and just just for myself, like I say, as soon as we you know we got in contact with you know, via Instagram, I said to these guys, you know, this is this is definitely somebody we need to have on the podcast because we, we don't do too many serious episodes, but this is probably one of the more <laughs> serious episodes that we do do. Yeah. But we have done them, and I, and I do think it's really really important to get that message out there. And the fact that we know very little about this is going to mean that there's going to be other people out there who don't know a lot about it. And and the danger is then if those are those people that at the same time could be potentially affected by it, then hopefully that little bit of knowledge can be a wonderful thing for you. And like we said, we'll close out and we'll give that website one more time. So it's menhavelupus.org, menhavelupus.org jump online have a look at it have a read about all the things that they can do and if you want to raise some money for them you know if you want to assist with this in any way wherever you are in the world specifically i suppose america would, would be easier for you guys but like you say you've got you've got people in australia and all around the place so anywhere wherever you are jump online and get in contact so it just remains for me to say thank you very much for joining us thank you very much for sharing your story and, and on behalf of all the people that you do the wonderful things you do for us. So thank you. You know, thank you. We, we, you know, we always sit here when you read something unless you pray that you don't need something like this, but I think it's absolutely yeah. wonderful and absolutely vital that there's something out there for people. So thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. So we're not quite done. We thought we'd jump back on and record a little bit extra here. So we've received our language challenge. So we're each going to share the language that we've been sent what language we think it is, what we think it might say, and we promise that nobody's Googled it or been on Google Translate. We can promise that, and you'll be able to tell that by our lack of knowledge you're about to hear. And then we'll be back in touch with Lotus and in the money when we can't solve any of these problems. Go on, Gaza. Do you want to go through yours first? Well, I, I, do I need to try and pronounce it first? So Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Gahakunchinku Sa'a. I have no idea what it says. I'm going to go, it's something like Central, Middle, Eastern, Turkish, possibly. And I'm going to say it says, all the best, cheers. I like it, dude. I like it. That's interesting. I, I'm looking at it, and it looks to me like it could well be Turkish, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I used to play for Galatasaray, if it's if what I think it says. I, I was wondering, it might be like Maori or something like that. Just that, sa, ah. Sort of oh, yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah, actually, Turkish might not. Yeah, it's a good shout, actually, Andy. That it is a good shout. Go on, then, Andy, while you're full of these ideas. Do you want to tell us what yours is? What language you think it's in? What you think it means? Easy. Plead it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think it's definitely Asian, but I couldn't tell you more than that. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, I wondered whether yours was, I thought, Hebrew. Yeah, I think it but, looks Thai to me. Do you think, think it looks Thai? Thai is a bit more squigglier, I think. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I, I have no idea. What we'll do as well, if you're watching this on YouTube or if you're listening on the audio, sorry, jump over to the YouTube and we'll share a ske- screenshot of this on the middle of the on the middle of the screen so you can see what it is. And if you know, and you know what, cheers. A bit late. <laughs> <laughs>
There we go. Lovely and blurred. <laughs> I'll put a clearer version on, don't you worry. Put a clearer version so, on that one. So you don't know what language it is, and you, you're not going to have a go at pronouncing it, Andy? I don't know how I would. <laughs> I don't know how you would either. I don't know how you would either. No, I don't know how you would either. Uh, I'm going to guess you don't know what it says either. Mm. Hi, Andy. You have a lovely beard. <laughs> <laughs> right, that would be bizarre, wouldn't it? So mine says... And actually, you know, I thought this was going to be something like Polish, but when I say that like that, I hear what Andy, when we talked a little bit offline before we jump back on, Andy says he thinks that might be Japanese and and yeah, it could well be, or it could just be that Andy's supplanted that idea in my mind and I'm saying it in a, in a Japanese fashion. Um, the, the more you learn about the world, it sort of gets blurrier because, you know, like um, Eastern Russians are like, a lot of them like Muslims and all that, but they mm. speak a lot of, not Mongolian, but that sort of dialect and stuff as well. So it's sort of, yeah, it's, yeah, it's tough. I mean, I, I was thinking it could be something like that as well, but it does sound I, Japanese, just when does, you, how you say it. It's that last word, and I'm not going to try and pronounce it again, because I've probably offended you at least once out there, if you are. And we do have listeners in Japan, so they're going to think, dude, you don't know that? You don't know that somebody's asking where the toilets are? Because that's going to be my guess. <laughs> Where's the toilet? And it's important, that knowledge is. So, yeah, that's from us. Lou, if you're listening back to this, guess what? You're going to get me $30 ringing your way, no doubt. Although, you never know with Gaza. I think he might have just nailed that one. If he's going to drop lucky, we know it's going to be Gaza. I don't think I have, dude, but we'll wait and see. (laughs) We'll wait and see. We'll wait and see indeed. So, yeah, really interesting episode, that one. We look forward to catching up again, and we will say for now, ta-ta, and thanks for listening.